On this week's episode of Bungalow on the Bus, we are hanging out at Coco, a new Mexican restaurant in downtown Orlando, and we are talking about... Seven Bites is opening an Italian restaurant in Ivanhoe Village. There's a new backyard-themed bar in Mills 50. And Mills Park has a poop problem. Welcome to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the Bus, John Busdecker. And I am the corn in your mouth, Brendan O'Connor. You are the corn in my mouth, hey, Brendan. Corny mouth. Yeah, and we are uh, we're hanging out tonight at uh, Coco. Coco. This is a new Mexican restaurant in downtown Orlando. And when I say Mexican restaurant, I mean straight from Mexico, Mexican like, restaurant. Wow. We were told more like a Mexican vibe, authentic Mexican. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm literally picking corn out of my because we just had a bunch of uh, amazing elote. food here. Elote, elote. Is it's that like corn on the cob? It's like street corn. Yes, but that was like salt and vinegary. Oh, like there was had an acid. Meat, we've had meatballs and we've had uh, <laughs> grasshoppers, grasshopper tacos, Cra- craziness. It's so good. Yeah, Here yeah. on Bungalow in the Bus, we talk about all the top headlines in Orlando's downtown bungalow neighborhoods, which includes South Eola, where we are right now. We're, yeah, we are. Uh, we talk about College Park, College Park, Ivanhoe Village, Thornton Park. If you miss an episode, head on over to SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, you name it. You'll be able to find it anywhere you find your top podcast and if you miss anything you can always go to bungalow.com and just read about it yeah so hurry up what's taking you so long that's where we get all of our headlines that we chat about it's true john you you know what we're going to talk about this week i do not because i don't do any research or homework. you don't it's all on me it's and that's all okay because friends help friends uh big one big story we had this week palmer's garden and goods i saw this and audubon park the the fancy it's it's sort of a, a nicer place to buy your plants. I'd Why say. is it nicer? Why uh, their plants are probably a little more expensive than maybe somewhere out uh, in the country. That's true. Yeah, that's true. and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I mean, they got they got property lush, uh, lush. They, they got to pay their taxes too. Yeah, they yeah, got a but big it's piece great there. They have a big old rainbow eucalyptus growing yes. in the middle of their property and, and a giant live. I've been there a number of times. They are well. Now you're bragging. They are gonna try. They're trying to get a liquor license. Really? Yeah. That's at least for beer and wine. Concept. Have a little sip, a sip of a drink, like a sip and stroll. Sip and stroll. So you're gonna be uh, drinking wine while uh, looking for ferns, perennials, and cactus, annuals, all of those, elephant ears. So, so I've never heard of that. A nursery that wants to. Sell booze or give them away? I sell. Okay. But they will keep their normal hours is the idea. Okay. Probably 8 o'clock is what they're looking for. If they do a private event, it would be 10 o'clock at the latest. They don't want to be a disruption. They just want to add to the offerings they have already. Because they're right next to houses. I mean, they are right next right to... Right next to houses. Yeah. yeah, which we had somebody commenting already like, oh, it'd be suck to live next to that. Yeah, I don't you know? know about that. Nobody, nobody who's buying a geranium is going to be Drunk. loud, Martha. No. <laughs> like, settle down, lady. <laughs> so, if you're also- going to go get wasted, at a yeah. nursery, yeah. you really have some problems. Yeah. So shut up about it, Barbara. <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, so they're trying to. Get, they're also hoping to get a package store license. Oh, so, so you they, buy it. So not only are you going to buy 
a rabbit ear foot fern for your mama. Buy some rosé. You, you can also buy some rosé for her, too. Nice. I Same like place. it. I like that, too. Do you think that'll go through or not? I'm not sure. It's a little close to the school. Audubon Park, Audubon Park Elementary. I think limiting their hours was very smart. By, by not adding their hours to make it a late night destination party store. Yes. That should help. Uh, I think it's really smart. So do you really think it's just like people are going to go there to shop and like, oh, I'll, I'll grab a glass of wine? Or do you think yeah. they're going to hang out there? I think that'll happen too. They're going to limit the amount of seats that they have at the bar area where oh, you get your drink. they're going to have a bar. They're, I think like a point of sale where you get your drinks. In my head, I was thinking it's like Lucky's Market where you walk around and But there's a, a point. You don't, like there's someone who gives you the drink, right? Yeah. So there's going to be a couple stools there if you, if you just need to take a minute. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> do a, do a shot of wine. <laughs> <laughs> but there, but there's not going to be like a whole ring of picnic tables or something. They're limiting the amount of seats. It's really just something you sip on while you're walking. I like it. I do too. I think it's a, a unique approach too, because like I said, I don't think I've ever heard of a nursery where you can have alcohol. Oh. And Lucky's kills it. They do right grocery store. I'm sure there's like a science. There's some sort of data somewhere that says you buy more when you drink. I'm sure because you're so drunk, you don't know what you're buying. Yeah, put it in the cart. Anyone who looks at my Amazon Prime (laughs) order list will know that is true. Yeah. Yeah. So I say kudos. Kudos to you, Palmer's Gardens. I love it. Go for it. Uh, Conrad's Shanty. Did you hear about this? I did. I thought this was a fantastic idea, and I'm glad you wrote about it, Brendan. Thank you. (laughs) I didn't come up with the idea, but thank you for me writing about it. Bart closed when would that happen uh september september that sounds right. like that Fall. not too long ago well, yeah, yeah not too long ago this was a bar at mills 50, mills 50. Uh, arcade Our bar. bar and arcade yeah they've and been open five years it was a great spot i think they just got i don't want to say tired of doing it but they they you know it's they a lot didn't of work think it was the scene yeah. there's like the scene has changed this isn't right for us anymore we're gonna do something else yes so they closed uh the gnarly barley boys yes and their realtor Decided to try something new. So they swooped in and snatched it up. And it is inspired by... They said they wanted to capture that feel you get when you're younger and you're drinking a beer at your friend's house. I love it. And I'll be honest. The minute I went in, I said, hey, this feels like someone's back porch. And they were like, yes, nailed it. Oh, so you went in there. I went in. I got to go in. Uh, There's like fencing actual fencing on the wall nice. there's going to be a mural by the same guy that did the mural of it's like god creating adam at their gb bottle shop but it's yes. like god creating beer ah. you know so there's going to be someone doing a mural on the side of the wall in there they have these light fixtures that are really windows like they look like windows on the back of a house so okay. when you're sitting there at the bar with the fencing to your right this really tiki furniture feel inside, and then like these it. little windows in your periphery. You feel like someone's mom is gonna come out with some snacks. <laughs> Start at you. Like, they should do that. Yeah, at any minute, like someone's gonna come and like, oh, here's some, here's some s'mores. Hey, honey, are, are, are your are your friends hungry? I got yeah. some, uh, I got some snacks that I made. I got oh, some pizza bagels, bologna sandwiches. You know, <laughs> who, like who with, wants a hot pocket? <laughs> That's what I just kept waiting for that to happen. Um, Super cool, very low maintenance. The, yes, they will have draft beers. Bart did not have draft beers. No, so they did not. Can. This is wine, beer, craft, craft dish. You know, they said, but they wanted. They really, John wanted me to drive home. I guess every time they find out, people find out there's a gnarly barley concept. 
They're like, where's the brisket? Yes. There's no food. They got good sandwiches at Gnarly Barley. This isn't a craft beer bar. This is a completely different concept, but it's the same guys behind it. Good. Yeah. I love it. They've done a great job with big time street food in Thornton Park. Uh, Gnarly Barley's fantastic. They're doing a good job. Everything's good. When's it supposed to open? It's by the end of the month is what they're hoping for, the 27th. Uh, um, yeah, so we'll see what happens with uh, we'll see what happens with that. I'm excited. I'll say this, Brendan, before we get too far. I uh, it remind I, I saw some photos that you had posted, and this is a little bit different. But there's a bar in New York, and I was there year like ten years ago, and it was a trailer park bar. Sure. And and like the whole idea was like you were in a trailer park, and and. I don't know if it's sort of the same thing, but they had sort of that kitschy stuff on the wall that made you feel like you were outside. And I don't know. We'll see when I go in there. But that was the first thing I thought of when I read that story. But it might be totally different. <laughs> it's a little kitschy. All right. You know, and they're hoping that as it stays open, hopefully, uh, it'll change a little bit. And people can bring things to add to it. And it'll feel more lived in. And people have more of, like, a sense of ownership of the space. Uh Young guys, I, I, I think they're on to something. Yeah. They, they captured something that I think St. Matthew's tried to do. But there's something, I don't know. There's something. I like, drink a lot of beers on the patio back up in Michigan. So we'll see how it goes. I see, it's still enclosed. It's a little dark, but it's it, it's cool. It felt good. It felt authentic. I good. felt like they're on to something. Good. Uh, Conrad Shanty, 27th. Actually, if you're looking for a bartending gig, they are hiring Conrad's shanty at gmail.com. You can send him a, send cool. him a message. Uh, we're going to talk about poop. Ah, that's, that's a topic you know well, Brendan. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You know all but about I the like poop. It. I do. Uh, Mills Park had another sewage leak, John. How does this happen so often? Their lift station, which is private. Again, I think we have to give a, a little breakdown about what a lift station is to you. So Mills Park, n- newish development this in Mills This is where Fresh 50. Market's at, and right on Mills in Virginia. Yes. Gallery at Mills Park is this apartment complex that's there uh, in the northwestern segment of the property. They have an independently run lift station, which I guess is kind of par for the course. A lot of these developments run their own thing. And a lift station is, since we're flat, it's hard to move poop from point A to point B. So this thing literally like pumps it up and then sends it on its way. That's normal. A lot of places, though, across the city, they're run by by the city. The city handles your poop. Yeah. Uh, this is not. And ever since Hurricane Irma, during after which they had a 15,000-gallon sewage spill into nearby Lake Formosa. Yeah. This is the Gross. fourth spill, at least that I've documented. I know. I feel like there are a couple more from that lift station. And this is the second time that I know of that it's made its way into the lake. What? what why does that keep happening? I This, they said, was a faulty valve. In the piping, uh, they gotta fix it, man. How many times can you do that without just totally being fined and in trouble? They got fined last time, but yeah. it's a, it's like a fifteen hundred dollar fine, oh, right? It's nothing, nothing. And what happens is the city has to issue a lake alert. Uh, you're not allowed to touch the water. You're not allowed to do anything in the water, irrigate anything. Uh, I haven't seen otters in that lake 
for months. Yeah. Before the Irma, there was there was a family of otters that were there, and you could see them from the bridge that goes over to Manello. I've seen nothing. Ah, man, it's just there's. A, what does the city do about that? We're we're doing a follow up. You're going to be able to see more of the explanation. What they told me was. Uh, they had a vacuum truck come out, right? In the cleanup process, they You say, had a photo of this. I do. I was there during the cleanup. Not a vacuum truck. It was a pressure washing truck. And they were literally pressure washing the sewage off the street and into the stormwater drain wow. that goes directly into Lake Formosa. And so when I got an email from the city, they said in the email, don't worry about it. They pressure wash it up. They had a vacuum truck on site that sucked everything up into the truck. So it didn't. Nothing else went into the lake. My response was, that's not true. I was there. I literally saw them pressure wash it into the drain. Yes. And right? the response? No response. No response. At this time, no response. Uh, and it's an independent contractor doing the cleanup, not the city doing the cleanup. It's just a lot of gray area and a lot of nothing happening. And so the city says they're going to monitor it. They're going to make sure, put some maybe policies in the blaze, trying to help it. But you know what you need to do? You need to block the stormwater drain so it doesn't continue to go into the lake. True. You know what else you need to do? Fix the lift station. Fix the lift station. You know what else you need to do? (laughs) Stop people from jogging through the sewage. That was literally, we have reports. I saw it happen myself a couple times during these leaks. There's no signs. They don't block. This is the urban trail. This yeah, goes right behind it. Trail. Heavily used. People who also live in that development, walking their dogs, riding back and forth. Jogging, walking through poo. Walking through poo. And they have no idea. There's no sign saying don't go here. They put signs up around the lake saying, hey, there's a lake alert. There's some poop in here. Be careful. But nothing blocking people from walking wow. through with their dogs. That's insane to me. And it might be the tequila talking. I'm pretty primed up right now. Thank you, Coco. That's got to change. Yes. That has got to change. And I don't, yes, we're, we're, I don't like to put opinion in. I don't. I, it happens a lot on the radio. It happens a lot in social. And in real life. And in real life. <laughs> Not on the website. But it's really hard for me to stay quiet when I see this repeatedly happening. I mean, I, I would agree. Four like, it's, it's one thing. Like, you know, I get it. Irma happened. I can't say this word on the radio, but uh, S happens. Yes. And, uh, you know, okay, something happened and it went in. But, but when it happens repeatedly, that's a whole other story. Four times, Four John? Times, in like three years. No. It's new. You got it. That, that's that the, you know of. There's got to be like an imminent domain thing of like, you are harming our natural resources, your harming property values. Yeah. There's poor, there's poor houses. Oh, the people that live over there too. I just coughed. I'm so incensed. I'm so <laughs> right. Anyway, nobody cares about this. Fix your but poo. Me and the people. Fix, fix, fix the, poo. the poo. Get your poop together. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Seven Bites is opening an Italian restaurant in the former Stir restaurant. I'm excited about this. Everybody wrote about it. Everybody did. Everybody. And I got to say props to Trina. Trina who owns who Trina props who owns Seven Bites. She sent all the food writers an email at the same time. She was so smart and every single person wrote it. They sure did. And it's very rare cuz a lot of times like you'll write about something and 
Fias will or yeah. Fias will and somebody else will. Like, I literally saw this in, like, ten places. Yes. Yeah. All at the same time. Yeah. I think I was... I was the only one with the timeline. I, think. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. I don't so know how she talked. Answered everybody's give emails. Some background on this, though. So she owns Seven Bites. Seven Bites, which is killing it yeah. in Milk District. Uh, she's already moved once to expand. She's doing so well, uh, and it's basically like comfort food. Yes. And she named Seven Bites after this little background. Uh, she had gastric bypass surgery, and she could literally only have a seven bites of the things that she loves. Oh, right at a time. Because she, you know, you couldn't go over that. It's harmful to her. Uh, that's where the name comes from. But that's everybody else is eating full dishes of like full ingredient, full milk. It's still decadent yes. stuff. She wants to do an Italian concept called sette, sette, which means seven Italiano. <laughs> uh, and her partner, VA, is going to be the one that's doing the menu. And they're going to open this in the former location of Stir. Stir or Brian's. Which is the former lo- Wait, well, there was one between there, though. Elliot's. El- no. Pub- public House. Is that what it, it was called? Elliot's, was it? There was an no. Elliot's, yeah. And Brian's. And there was one more, and I can't remember it. Elliot? I don't right? remember that at all. Yeah. What yeah. was the one before Stir? I think Elliot's. Was it? Nova. Nova, that's Nova. So four. Yes, Nova. Yeah, North Bryan's, then Elliot's Public House, Nova Stir. I don't even remember Elliot's. And as soon as we wrote about it, everyone's like, "Oh, it's a curse." I hope they break the curse. I think she'll do all right. That girl's got a following. Yes, Guy Fieri's like in love with her. She's been on all the cooking shows. And there's no Italian over there, really. No Italian in Ivanhoe. Yeah, we have one in our Armando's in College Park. Yeah. You got a couple Italian in, in college, yeah. right? This is on the corner of Virginia and Orange Avenue. Yes. Right at Lake Formos or Lake Highland. There's not even Ivanhoe. really like a pizza place over there, is there? No. There was supposed to be one opening in the, the old. Slices, I thought. Slices opening in Mills 50. Yes. We should have more on that soon. Uh, yeah, cool. Anyway, yeah, super that's exciting. Great. I love her. Her food's great. Is there a time frame for that? She had an ambitious timeline of 60 days. They can't have... I mean, that place is done. Like, I mean... It's been redone and updated multiple times. Yeah. I mean, like, you're not starting from scratch there, though. No. I mean, you might want to change it up so it doesn't look like... aesthetic stuff. Yes. To make it... But, like, kitchen-wise, I'm sure it's... I hope she doesn't paint it, like, neon green and black like she did Seven Mites. No, because it's a different concept, I bet. It's Italian. Yeah. Italiano. No parlo. Italiano. I, I, think, I don't know what she's going to do in terms of, like, price range. I hope she doesn't do what they did at Stir and Nova because those were upscale, nice restaurants. She's leasing it, so and it's not going to be a cheap lease. And I lease. get it. I get it. you gotta, you got to make your money. Yeah. But, like, I, we didn't really go to Nova that much because everything was, like, $25. Oh, but it was so good. Nova? I love Nova. Really? I, I did like Nova. I, I, I also really liked uh, Stir. I was never. In, I never went to Stir. It wasn't I was, open long I was a big fan of Stir, and but, I felt bad. But Nova, to me, I never got anything that I had to go back for for the price I paid. That's yeah, just. Me. I guess I only went a couple times. I don't know. And he had such a hard time with the renovation and opening; it really put him behind. And it, Plus and they it cost lost a lot chef. of money. They lost, lost their, their chef. chef. So did Stir. You know, and it's a small kitchen. Yeah, yeah. So I hope. I, I hope think they you do can well. do a lot there. Plus the part the parking there kind of does suck though. 
died. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Milk House. Milk Did you hear house. about this? Uh, a little bit. They're starting a new place. And the old beer and tobacco outlet, which is next to the old rapism and more <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> in uh, Milk District, tucked behind Whiskey Lou's, yep. is going to be this new bar concept, Milk House. Just a bar. It's really all it's going to be. And it's by the same guys who just got uh, Whiskey Lou's, which is Greg Peters from Graffiti Junction. I heard they also got the houses behind it. They're going to do something there. Uh, they're redoing. This. Greg Peters, I don't know what's happening, man, but he's blowing up. Graffiti Junction's doing well, I guess. Uh, they got Dexter's in Thornton Park. He's still got the space where Truck House was and failed. He's changing that into something special, which I know what it is, but I can't tell you. Oh, uh, Brendan. <laughs> keep them secrets. Which I never do, but I, I'm going to give it some time to get that together. Uh, Milk House, Whiskey Lose. They're doing well. Good. It's interesting to see them getting these so staple wait, when spots. When you say just a bar, like nothing special? Yeah, as far or as, just as I a bar? know, no, just a bar. Uh, the renovation looks great. It's a huge space, big parking lot in Milk District, which is important. The concepts they're going to do behind it is really exciting. And these They look like houses. I don't know much about it yet, but I'll be letting people know as soon as I hear some more. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. How are we doing on time? We're doing good. Uh, Zimmerin. Andrew Zimmerin. Andrew Zimmerin. His Zimmerin List Orlando episode uh, is finally airing. Did it? When did it air? Has it aired or is it it's about, about to? It's about to air. February, February 2nd. Uh, this is the guy who said there's no scene in Orlando. Yeah, and he called it Three Rivers. He, 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 he does the, the, the like crazy he does food. That every time before he goes somewhere. Maybe. Maybe there's a whole stirs them up. It could be. And everybody's paying attention. It's not a bad idea. I, pretty smart. We should yeah. be doing that. He does bizarre food. Yeah, a lot of shows, but that's the one he's really known for. And this, everybody thought because like there was grasshopper a, tacos. There's a controversy about him saying something about Chinese food in the Midwest. Midwest, something along the lines of Midwest Chinese food are assholes. Yeah, yeah, s asshole Chinese food. Yes. Uh, there's a rumor that he lost his job, that he got kicked but off Travel is Channel. That true he, or not? I Travel Channel told me no. Okay, they said that's fake news. Nah. Uh which I was like, all right. <laughs> I hate when people say that, but I'll take it. So still going. Uh, he went to like Black Rooster Taqueria, Seven Bites, <coughs> excuse me, East End Market. Uh, we'll see. It'll be on the see. show. So go check it out. Very exciting. Actually, Travel I, Channel. There's a piece of public art I did. Uh, it's also going to be in it. Ooh. Sign a little waiver to let them use. Really? Use a shot of it. Yeah. Is that, it like a public piece of art? It's the bird pole in front of Seven Bites. It's oh. a big pole with 49 birdhouses on it, painted like a rainbow. Ah. I did that uh, for Outreach Orlando, but I got community people to come and paint a birdhouse, and then I had it installed. Why would they need your pole. permission? It's outside. Uh, yeah. They still did it. I no, didn't care. I guess Otherwise, nice I wouldn't they have did. known. Yeah, yeah. You can but. film anything that's outside. I guess Travel Channel's a stickler for, for the... Small print. What day is that? February 2nd, Saturday. Okay. It's a Saturday. Cool. Well, we're going to eat some more uh, food here at uh, Coco. We're we hanging out desserts. downtown Orlando at this new restaurant right off, uh, what street are we on? We're on Eola. Yeah, we're by the Stubborn Mule and uh, Oma. 
And uh, we're eating some Mexican food. We're so about to kill this dessert tamale I'm looking at. We will be right back. Welcome back to Bungalower and the Bus. I am the bus, John Busdecker. And this is Brandon O'Connor with Bungalore.com. And tonight we're here at Coco, and I'm hanging out with the handsomest chef I've ever seen. Really? Is it Armand Garcia? You've never Garcia? seen me in an apron, then. I've never seen you in an apron, That's John. That's true. With Armand Garcia, right? Did I get that right? Uh, yes, Armand Garcia. Uh, well... Uh, you're brushing me. You're blushing me, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been, deserve, blushing, you've deserve, been blushing Brendan all night. I don't night. The, the, the category that you're giving to me. I, I just enjoy what I'm doing. It's part of my life. I've been working in the kitchen for more than 25 years. I came from Mexico uh, five years ago. And, well, I, I, now I am here giving a uh, different, how do you say, a thematic? A thematic restaurant? A thematic. It's a different theme that you've been building on? Exactly. Just trying to take care about the traditional, the real traditional flavors of our very rich kitchen, so, or very rich cuisine, how, yeah. however you like to call it. So as long as you have all our samples today, you, you can be sure that whatever, whatever you want to have here or whatever you're going to ask here in, in Coco, it's traditional kitchen, very well made with a lot of love, with a lot of passion, and made with my, by my cooks the same way as I do it. So Chef, I got a question. How did you end up here in Orlando? How do I went? How did you end up here? Oh in my God! You don't want to. You don't want to know that. <laughs> give me, the, know. Give I, me uh, the short version. Because you're a celebrity chef back in Mexico, aren't you? Yes, I was a celebrity chef. I got my TV show about four years in a live uh, program Monday to Friday, and a friend, an ex friend of mine, invited me to Atlanta to open a tamales factory. So when I came by, uh, he was uh, doing some jobs here in Orlando. And I met a I met a woman which I fall in love. Oh, uh, well, well, that's the sound of the story because I'm not married anymore. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm on the divorce right now, but well, I can't complain. I can't complain. I I shouldn't been here if my life uh, still be the same. You know, changes are good. Yes. Uh, sometimes we suffer, but it also have help us to enjoy the life in a different way. So kitchen is like life. It's different flavors, different colors different things every day uh so that's when i am here that, that that's the reason most of all what do you think of orlando so far oh god you, you know i've been uh traveling around the world since i was 15 years old i found orlando like a a lot of diversity a lot of respect a lot of uh, cultures mixing in, in one place or even in one area so people it's interesting people it's uh, like mysterious people is like trying to learn more and more without being just like critics they want to 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 know more about everything so I, I, I enjoy a lot this city so wonderful and a clean city I can tell you about politics I'm against politics and, and football I don't I don't have an opinion about yeah. that I just cheer my Steelers, and they are the <laughs> middle, yeah, in the middle of the, how you say that, on the league, so it's yes. not a very good team, but 
I, I admire people from here, uh, very respectful, charming, lo lovely people. Uh, I'm happy to be here, absolutely. So, Chef, I got a question. So, in, in the last, like, three, four years, there's been a lot of, uh, like, taco places that have opened up and Mexican places. What would you say makes Coco different? Uh, this is not Tex-Mex. So, this is, if you're looking for something Tex-Mex at many restaurants that we have here in Orlando, you're not going to find it here. You're going to find a real mole poblano. You're going to find out a real chile ancho sauce. You're going to find out a real chile guajillo, a pastor sauce, a cochinita pibil sauce, also coming, coming out with the, with the main courses, with the entrees. So things that uh, I try to do, it's like make a kind of fusion. Yes. Because I don't want you only to eat rice and beans. I want you to eat real food. So that's the difference between the other restaurants. Yeah, if you want I, a Mexican pizza, go to Taco Bell. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we can say it that way, yes. <laughs> you can find here also the cactus worms in, uh, in our style, or the grasshoppers that is very hard to find here or, or everywhere because of the... Uh, how you import them, right? We also had the, like, what's the corn fungus? Uh, oh my God, the quitlacoche. Yeah, that, that corn fungus, uh, you, you should better call it like truffle. Because whenever you say corn fungus, yeah, <laughs> people say, hey, come on, I want to eat that. So that black fungus grows in the, old, that black truffle grows in the rainy season in the corn. It's very expensive because not all the corns get that uh, truffle. So I cook it with a special herb. Oh, let's call it different herb that you cannot find it everywhere. The name is epazote. So epazote tastes just like epazote. It doesn't taste like cilantro. It doesn't taste like parsley. It doesn't taste like basil. As all those herbs are yeah. unique. Yeah. So the epazote makes the difference. Uh, same, same thing as I told you uh, when, we were, when we were talking about the refried beans. I do them with pork lard. Oh, yeah. Pork that's the lard way to do it. Oh, yes. That's the ancestral. That's the word? Ancestral? Yes. Uh, way to do Or traditional. Oh, the traditional way to cook them. Absolutely. All our grandmas used to do refried beans with pork lard. So that's the way I do it also. And we, right. we, actually, we actually just finished dessert. We had So we had grasshopper tacos. <laughs> we had chorizo tacos and shrimp tacos and a mole tamale, I think chips and salsa but we just had dessert and you were saying your tamales are a little your tamale dessert tamales a little different yeah you, you know tamale uh, the tamale exists in mexico since the aztecs you know the use of the corn is basically one of the main dishes that we have so these tamales uh, I used to have a business in Mexico with 21 different flavors of tamal. My sweet tamales are made with butter, ah. no with pork lard. So that makes the difference. And this tamal that you just have, it's, it's filled with candied blueberries and double cream cheese. So the other one uh, dessert that you have, it is a guava paste, but comes with a double cream cheese sweetened with agave syrup. So that, that makes also gives you another kick, right? Yeah. Another entrance, another flavor, another yeah. kind of taste. It was a, it was a deconstructed cheesecake, kind of. With like a double, the double cheese. Uh, guava? A double, guava, guava. Double, double cream cheese. Double cream cheese. Double cream cheese with there's so the guava in there and then the, the reduced guava. Uh, man, the whole thing was delicious. But it was such a modern plating, too. And there's actually... Uh, the owner was talking about how it's a Mexican vibe, but there's also a little bit of like a Miami vibe in the space in the sense that it's open, it's hip, there's the bar center at the, at the middle of the space. We didn't even talk about the drinks we the got. The drink is delicious. I just had that El Chapo. It's I had just one a El bunch Chapo, of booze, but it's, it's good. A, I'm blushing just from one El Chapo. So, Chef, thank you so much. It was a wonderful dinner. Uh, is there anything you really want people to know 
about the space or about the, what you're creating here before you go? Oh, well, the, the only thing I have to know that is that every time you come here, if you want to join us, you're going to have a, a, an extraordinary culinary experience. Yeah. Actually, I got one last question. I got one last question. Chef, how much can you bench press? Oh, my God. <laughs> well... <laughs> I, I actually, I, I just work out for... He's ripped. No, no, no. Wait, you can't wait. see him on the radio, but he's ripped. No. <laughs> I just do it because I want to get old with dignity. That's all. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, right. it's, it's not vanity, but we have to be... We have to show health, right? True. Healthy. That's it. That's it's true. All. That's all. So 300 pounds. I love bench. that. 300 pounds. Yeah. That's what I heard. 300 pounds. <laughs> me and Thank Brendan. You, he can bench both. So much. He can bench me and Brendan. <laughs> We're going to test that later. Perfect. Thank <laughs> you, right, Thank so you, much. Chef. Thank you so much. We're going to continue on with the thing. So what uh what else is happening, Brendan? What else is going on? I'm sorry, all I can see is Chef's perfect you wanna, smile. You just want to wa- wa- watch him walk away. I just did. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm still watching him walk away. <laughs> that is probably the most handsome man in Orlando. You think so? You say that a lot, though. At least the you most handsome chef. You give that title out a lot. I feel like every episode we meet a more handsome man. Well, you see me Orlando. all the time. <laughs> I'll stop. I'll stop. Okay. All right. Someone just Giovanni bought. Giovanni is not going to be happy. Giovanni, <laughs> formerly perfect man. Uh-huh. I have. S- this is a perfect man. Okay. Who's growing old with dignity. I love that. <laughs> like, that's a daddy. He's like, cook you buttery tamale. I got to stop. I'm full of El no Chapo. Butter your tamale. <laughs> I hope so. Double cream. Aww. <laughs> Uh, someone bought Angebelt, the Angebelt building. I saw that when I first saw it. I'm like, oh my god, they built the, uh, they bought the first Bank of Orlando building. I'm like, oh, finally. Sure, funny. And then I was like, oh, it's Angebelt, which is great too. Which we knew it was for sale. We knew there was an offer in, thirteen million dollars for this space, and it was a co-working building. That's interesting to me. Are there, they just going to turn it all into co-working? Spaces? That is the trend, John. the tr- The trend is for these co-working spaces to buy and manage whole buildings instead of just like uh, someone coming in and and buying up like a floor right or renting a floor for their business they're now going to have all of the amenities a co-working space would have for their business you're gonna have to worry about furniture you have to have to worry about like community culture instead of leasing office space you would just lease a co-working space yeah but like private offices there's different levels that you can get also, they're co-working, the- their basic co-working membership for like one person to come and look for a spot, $99. Oh, that's not bad. That is super cheap. Half of what everybody else is charging. Oh. Yeah, 200 seems to be like that was like low, but pretty good per month uh, for somebody to come and co-work. $99 right downtown. Wow. Not going to beat that. I don't know what you get for the $99. I'm assuming it's just a seat at a table. It's a closet. <laughs> it's generally like you're getting a hot desk. You know, you're getting, you have the right to go into like a study hall. Yeah. And just do I your just thing. got the right to go into a study hall. You did? I, you want to talk about I it? I got uh, asked to join Credo Conduit. So Which is I'm, where I work. Yes. And so there's a program they have called, I guess, City Advocates. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't know if there was other people on this list, but uh, they only, asked me. You're the second person. Okay. You're the second city I'll advocate. I'll take second. The first being Pat Green. Yeah. He's uh, older, so he can have the first spot. But he's and looking for a gig if anybody wants to hire him. <laughs> oh, my. But, uh, yeah, they asked me if I would be one of their, quote, unquote, city advocates, and uh, I'm honored. So I get to 
work out a credo with you. I still haven't seen you there. I haven't. I've been so busy this week. <laughs> I haven't had any time to go in. I'm a busy man, Brendan. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah. So uh, anyway, real quick, back to the Angebilt thing. What about the tenants that are already in there? They, I can't. For, I forget what it's called. Because our friend you, Jim Hobart has his photo studio there. Still there through the end of his lease. They, you sign something. When somebody buys a building, you're asked to sign, and I cannot remember what it's called, uh, a form that <laughs> allows you to stay through the end of your lease. And that's okay. recognized by the new building owner. And so they will recognize their current lease and then renegotiate from there. Interesting. Yeah. All right. So I don't know. I th- I'm, I'm pretty sure Jim's looking for something I else. feel like if you have, you know, tenants that are going to be there, you might as well take their money, right? Guaranteed check yeah. while you're renovating an older historic building. Yeah. Did you know it used to have the roof, the current roof of the Angebilt was actually another story that was torn off really? in a hurricane. Did not know that. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I can't even imagine. Huh. To lose a whole level of a building in a hurricane. <laughs> They're like, oh, the elevator goes to 14. Oh, the elevator goes to 13. And then to respond with just capping it instead of restoring that other level. Might be cheaper. I guess. I just never would have assumed that that was the huh. reaction. It'd be crummy if you lived on that floor. <laughs> Being Lake Eola right it now. Was like, I think it was a ballroom. Because oh. at one point, the Angebel Hotel, which is what that was, was the tallest building in Orlando. So you can see all of downtown from the Angebel. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Just interesting. Uh, another taco place is open. Really? MX Tacos. MX Tacos. Which is actually in the older Rapas and More space, right next to what we were talking about earlier, the Milk House bar that will be opening. Uh Interesting. Are it's tacos very just easy soft to opening. Make? Is that the thing? I think it's a low cost, right? You're arguably low cost per item. True. Uh, so your return on investment is higher. I think there should be more sandwich places. I agree. I don't. This will equal out, right? It will equalize. You can't have this many. Yeah, eventually. Although you go to Austin, there's like one every two feet. So true. I don't know. I don't know. Who it's are we true. to say there's too many? It's true. I love You're tacos. Right. I guess the market can decide the taco-ness. We'll see what Orlando. happens. Uh, Me Thai Restaurant was just placed in Yelp's top 100 places to I eat. I saw this. And, and some Out people, of all of Orlando's restaurants. Several people wrote about it. What'd they say? Uh, you know, it was just it was listed on this top 100 Yelp thing. And Me Thai is on Lee Road. Uh, off of or between what I four and OBT somewhere. Someone and did a great what article in the Sentinel. Lauren wrote about it. Right. I've never been there. I, I think I've driven by. I know exactly where it's at. Uh, so I don't want. I don't want to say bad things about Yelp because I I use Yelp when I'm traveling or like. Hey, but, what should we? I don't know. Like I, I mean, you're right. Like can what, you say that like an old lady from New Jersey? <laughs> But how you started that sentence earlier, like, of all the places in Orlando, like, they, they choose this one, it, it does seem a little odd to me. I get if it's based on customer feedback. I don't know. It just I, that seems crazy to me. Not, I, always not, wanna, I don't want to take away from them because they might have great food. I'm just, of two people that are sitting at a table that I do feel like go out a lot, kind of know what's sort of happening in Orlando. Yeah. To like not even know about that at all. I hadn't even heard of it before, and I've only seen it because I drive down Lee Road every now and then. To be ranked in the top 100 in the country, it's just by Yelpers. By Yelpers, I always want to say like comma, 
Yelpers, yes. right? Or like comma wallet hub. So it's really among <laughs> the participants of uh, that survey. Yeah. That's Listen, their yeah, top one. I don't want to. I don't want to say bad things about Yelp because I know people. There are yeah. uh, there are lots of people that cannot stand it. They don't. They don't like it. But I will say, when you're traveling and you're like, "Where should we go to yeah. eat?" and you have no way to tell, like Yelp is a great service. I like Yelp. I like Yelp. Um, yeah. When I worked at Orlando Weekly, we could not say Yelp because it was a nasty word. Okay. Right? Because they're not. The, with the idea being that, like, we had a food critic, which is Fayez, yes, right, who who knows what he's talking about, he's, and he does. His opinions are coming from an educated background. Totally true. There's an academic frame that, through which he makes his decisions. Yeah. Versus Yelp is coming from this gut, uh, instinctual place of the masses. Yeah. Which people necessarily don't like like traditional news outlets don't like but i'll tell you what brendan I if like i it. dropped you off in pensacola florida yeah and you needed to go eat somewhere where would you go to look for I'll something pull it up, google has an interesting competition to that where now you can pull it up and you'll see star ratings true because people you can do that yeah uh and you're right uh, if you if i dropped you in pensacola you could go to the web the newspaper's website and go through years of reviews nobody's it's doing just, that it's just too hard nobody's doing that yep and y'all say whatever you want. Yeah. Yes, they didn't go to school or whatever to be a critic. But you can tell it's a, there's an average. There's a game of totally. averages that you're playing. Totally. And, and people are telling you whether or not they had a good experience with their servers or not. Yeah. You can't argue that. Nope. You also can't argue the pictures they're taking of their food. Very true. And if yeah. you're looking for something specific, hey, I want to eat at a vegan restaurant. Yeah. It's a great resource. So anyway, me, Ty, maybe we need to go do a show there. I think we have I to would. now. I would. All right. Let's try to set right. it up in the next three weeks. Let's do it. Uh, it's a new multifamily project opening in Packing District. Blah, blah, blah. I don't care. That's my, that's my home. Moki Donuts. There's a new Moki Donut place. They're doing pop-ups now as they look for a spot to open. They just had a pop-up this past weekend at East End Market. If you want to see a photo of what those looked like. Check it out on bungalow.com. What's so special about the donuts? They're using mochi mochi, which is like a healthier ingredient than like flour. Okay. So you you don't <laughs> what feel about all the sugar bad that you're eating. <laughs> there was one that was like whiskey and bacon. Ooh, that's And it good. was literally tasted like whiskey and bacon. Ooh. But they look like <laughs> like beads. Can I say? I don't know if I could say it. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I don't know. Butt beads. They- <laughs> <laughs> like, like Marge Simpson's like a, necklace. Oh, okay, like a you like know? a dog toy. Yeah, like a giant, like a rib dog toy, pearl wristlet. <laughs> yeah, like something you might buy at yeah, a like a Kong. store that is like a Fair Villa type like a store. TV toy. Okay. You know, like I know a, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh but they taste really good. You oh, can right. break it off in little segments. You can have little balls. Oh, okay. One nice. at a time if you want. Nice. Uh, so keep your eye on that. That's a trend that's doing very well in bigger cities. Finally making its way here. It's like the boba of donuts. Nice. So we'll see how that does. Tribune Publishing ha- is su- still, I think, cleaning up from a malware attack they had. Really? Yeah. Their newspapers over last weekend were delayed. Oh, I read that. I was out of town, I think. Their computers are under attack from this malware. The whole of Tribune Publishing across the country. Yeah, I think it started in L.A. 
and then it, it's spread to Orlando Tribune is, yeah, own, owns the Orlando Sentinel. Something to watch. But I know how it is to be delayed because our zine last month was super delayed. Yeah. Not my fault, but you know <laughs> how it is. Uh, there's wild monkeys with herpes. Haven't they always had herpes? It's <laughs> been wild. Like, I, I don't feel like that's news. Uh, it's news that their population, we're talking about a monkey population. Silver Springs. Silver Springs. Uh, which has been around for a little bit. Nobody really knows where they came from. They Some always, people the, say the circus. The urban, le- well, the other urban legend Tarzan. is the Tarzan movies filmed there and just left the monkeys. Left them there. There's another one. And that they're there, there and they're adorable. They're they're adorable. Have you seen them? Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you do yeah. a story on them? No, I just went kayaking over there. What do they do? They just like they just live in the trees. And they run around. So you're kayaking on the springs and you like just see them playing in the trees? Yeah, that's all. I want to see that so bad. They're adorable. But they're carrying a deadly strain of herpes. Uh, so well, if they buy them. you, well, if they get mad at you. Well, you don't like mess around with them. I you just we're running, out, we're running out of time. We're, I it's gotta, like an alligator. You don't mess with it. Don't mess. I guess, but it's a monkey. So monkeys are crazy. I don't know what a monkey's going to do. <laughs> but I desperately want to see them. Right. Their population has doubled. You're seeing them we're now. No Their territory is expanding and they're going into more suburban environments and interacting with houses and things. It'll be interesting to see what the state does. I don't know why the state doesn't take a hard stance against mammals versus snakes, right? Snakes are negatively impacting. I wonder if it's a tourist thing with the monkeys. Like, I don't know. I don't know. You're right. There's, I mean, the like, pyth- I mean, python monkeys are cuter than pythons. Well, up and put them in a zoo. You know, like there's no reason to have an invasive population. It's of, probably true of herpes-ridden monkeys. <laughs> I like seeing them. I like the idea of them being there, but that's a public They're safety concern. They're not supposed concern. to be there. No, no. Come but they've on. been there for like 80 years. Which means that they will thrive, right? I don't know. Something to think about. We're working on... We run You're out of anti-monkey. Time. I'm pro-monkey. <laughs> Things we're working on coming up for next week. A College Park daycare site is going to be raised for new townhomes. A Vietnamese restaurant is opening in Paramore. Wait, where's the daycare? The one at... Princeton and OBT? No. By the 7-Eleven? No, it's more like in the center. You'll have to see next week to hear Oh, more. I know what you're talking about. Uh, something's up at Ho's Garage. I don't know what yet. <laughs> Simonette Electric has sold. We'll find out what's happening there. And I just did a really great interview with Billy Hathaway, the transportation director for the city of Orlando. Cool. About what's going to happen with line bikes. And should we be mad about bikes in the sidewalks? Oh. Should we? I don't know. We'll see. Let's do events real quick. We only have like 30 seconds. The so Winter Park. What's your favorite event? The Winter Orlando Park and Orlando Fringe Mini Festival is happening right now. So this weekend you can go see some of the favorite events from last go year. See Billy Joel's at the Amway Center. Will's Pub is having a 1998-themed party. It's Friday, it's Bob the Drag Queen tonight at Southern Nights. Uh, the Florida Mushroom Festival is happening in Palatka. Yes, it's out of bounds, but it's a mushroom festival. I had to tell that you about it. That sounds awesome. That's on Saturday. There's a cleanup at Lake Underhill, 10 a.m. Uh, there's the 10-10 Amateur Rib Contest happening Saturday at 10-10 Brewing, 11 a.m. Oh, that's so much fun. If you if you go to any event this weekend, go to that one. That or this is there's three real contenders. That Crime Line Chili Cook-Off yeah. at Seminole Harley in Sanford. I'm totally going to go. $5 entry, and there's like 40 different types of chili. Yep. I'm going to go support our peeps here at Real Radio. And then Creole Night of Fire is the, on Saturday night. That's all these fire-themed art things happening. Outdoor kilns. It'll be really cool. That's, That's free, 5 to 8 p.m. And Uncomfortable Brunch, Mulholland Drive screening at Will's Pub. 
1 p.m. Go check it out. All right, so uh, we got to go, but I want to thank Coco and the chef. Uh-huh. Herman. <laughs> Herman. You're just, you're, just, uh, you're still, still a little Garcia. flustered. I like, I can like feel his hands on my face <laughs> and my head. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, thank you, Coco, for having us. Uh, like, how chef's can Chef's going to get a restraining order. I just want Chef to like make me breakfast. He will. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, Chef. <laughs>